Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Say we thank you, Lord, that we shall not leave this place the same. We say, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Give him thanks, everybody, wherever you are. Thank him as we come into his presence this evening. Give him thanks. Thank him. Thank him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank him for many miracles and fantastic healings. Thank him for breakthroughs in your life. For you shall come forth mightily. Mightily. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Anointing to fall on you tonight. Lift your hand and sing it. I know. Sing it, everybody. Fall on me. Sweet anointing. Yeah. Fall on me. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. I know. How many know that God is here to heal you tonight? How many know that his anointing is here to lift you out of every situation and take you forward? Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good tidings to the weak. 
You can't live without it. 
hand and thank the Lord for the anointing. Just give the Lord a wave and thank Him for the anointing. Hallelujah. He'll teach you how to walk. He'll teach you how to live. Yes. He'll teach you how to walk. Oh, He'll teach you how. your Bible to 2nd Chronicles chapter 20. The theme for our miracle wave services, miracle services, uh, is um, more than you can carry. One of the things the Lord told me one night when I was um, in the middle of the night sometime, something happened in my room and um, the Lord told me that an angel had arrived. It's happened to me twice, many years ago, and then this time, and that it was a new angel who was changing with another one that was there. And that angel is sent to minister to two and for those who are saved, according to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Some nights, one, one night we had a miracle service. I said it and I keep saying and I will continue to say. Somebody was sitting up there um, and um, the Lord opened her eyes and as I was ministering, she saw an angel up here on the left side and as I was ministering and saying, I see you being blessed, I see this, I see you prospering, etc. The angel was sharing parcels and there were smaller angels because if there's a kennel is when we say an angel was sent there are different ranks so when a kennel or a captain is sent he comes with his 30 or 40 or 50 a captain of 50 with his 50 <laughs> so the angel was sharing the parcels God shows these things to us so that we will believe and know and it helps us to move on and so the angel was sharing the parcels and some people in the congregation were lifting up their hands some were receiving some were saying amen others were yawning others were sleeping because no matter who is preaching or what they are preaching about there will always be a Eutychus in the service you know Eutychus Eutychus is the brother who fell asleep when Apostle Paul himself was preaching. If you go home, look at the back of your Bible for the name Eutychus. Never call your child Eutychus. If you give birth to somebody, don't call him Eutychus. You can call some, something else, that, but not your child. Amen. Otherwise, he will sleep in church. And some were sleeping, others were receiving. It's wonderful. But tonight, I see you receiving in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm sharing this again with you because the Lord wants me to share with you so that you will be blessed. Amen. And 
I may not lay hands on you today, but I'll lay hands on everybody before we finish. Every single person. And when I lay hands on you, fire and power and healing will come into you. How many know that what I'm saying is true? It will come into you practically, really. You will understand it when it happens to you. Amen. So be open to receive and be ready. Now those of you who are pastors or want to be ministers or want to serve the Lord very seriously, these meetings are specially for you. Because God has a plan to lift everybody into another realm altogether. Are you listening to me? Alright, so we are discussing the subject more than you can carry. Now just to recap very quickly, Second Chronicles chapter 20. Um, you remember the story? There was a king. His name was Jehoshaphat. He was in his house when he was told that some people were going to attack him. The children of Ammon and the children of Moab. Let's say like maybe Nigeria and Togo or Nigeria and Cote d'Ivoire are going to attack Ghana. And we are in our country and we just hear that they are coming. And apart from those two, they say some other people were going to come and attack. I think some people from some islands or the Mount Seir. All right, they were also going to attack. So Jehoshaphat was very, very, very worried because he didn't have, he had not invested in these Rambo helicopters. He had not got cruise missiles. He just had a few um, rifles that you use for hunting. You get it? So he was not ready for the type of forces that were coming against him. So he called a prayer meeting. Say prayer meeting. All right? And verse 3, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3. The Bible says, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. You remember that? Okay. Now, at the end of the prayer meeting, verse 13, And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones. That means the children too came to church. Their wives and their children. Verse 14. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, one of the pastors or prophets, he stood up, verse 15, and he said, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15, all right? And he said, How can ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, thou king, of, thou king Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. God is fighting for you tonight. As you are sitting in church, he is contending with those that contend against you. He is fighting with that thing that wants to kill you. Hallelujah. And God is going to make sure that you win that fight in Jesus' name. I see you winning every battle in your life in the name of Jesus. Now, Verse 16, tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord shall be 
with you. All right, verse 20. So they heard the pastor preaching. At the, the, the pastor had finished sharing his message. Everybody say the pastor shared his message. Say the pastor spoke to his members. What was the name of the pastor? No. Huh? Jehaziel. All right, Jehaziel is the name of the pastor. He was a prophet. The king was just a member of that church. There are some kings who go to church. It's not all kings who worship idols. Let me not continue. Amen. Some kings go to church. And you will notice that some kings do go to church. This particular king, Jehoshaphat, he was a church goer. So he stood up. And because he was the king, he was allowed to come on stage and speak to the congregation. So in verse 20, they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Taqwa. And Jehoshaphat stood, that's the king, and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. If you don't underline this verse in your Bible, it's a very important. There are so many verses. This whole chapter 20 is a major ver- chapter you must have. You know, underline so many places in it. All right? Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. All right? He advised them. That was his message. That was the, because verse 21, it's a different thing. He was now consulting with the people. But the message he had was, believe, 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 believe. Believe. When I say believe, believe. When I say to you that when I lay hands on you, fire, power, and healing will enter you. Just believe it. Amen. When I point to you and I say that God is lifting you up, just believe it. When I tell you that you will not have to fight, but God will fight for you. Believe it. When I tell you that you are going to get married, believe what I'm telling you. And when I tell you you are going to have a baby, believe that you are going to have a baby. So that was the king's message. Believe pastors. Believe in pastors. (laughs) Amen. Believe in pastors. All right. So then they continued and they went out. And verse 22. So they sent choristers to fight. Verse 22. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and to destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, that is, they fought people of Seir, Everyone helped to destroy one another. They fought against each other after that. Verse 24. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. Verse 25. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came 
to take away the spoil. You see, normally you have to fight before you get the spoil. The spoil is when you kill the people, all their gold and silver, their houses, everything, it's yours. That's the spoil. That's what they call the spoil. But in this case, they didn't even have to fight. So they were just going. They thought it was trouble, but it was rather riches, promotion. That thing which seems to be troubling your life is your promotion in Jesus' name. Verse 25. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. Give the Lord a shout, please. More than they could carry away. Hey, jewels. Okay, it is more than you can carry. Grown-ups who have come to fight, you have so much gold and jewels that you can't even carry. And it takes you three days to carry gold and jewels. Chale, it's not a small type of blessing that the Lord has planned for you tonight if you lift up your hand and receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. I will obey you. And there were three days in gathering of the spoil and it was so much. So much. So much. Your blessing shall be more than you can handle. Your blessing shall be more than you can handle. Jesus was invited to go and pray for one army officer's servant. And he was taking a taxi because Jesus didn't have a car. And he was going to take a taxi, a donkey, something. He was just getting into the car when they came with a message from the army officer. And the army officer said, don't come to my house. Ah. the army officer sent a message just stand where you are and say something and, and my servant will be healed say something where you are and there where that problem is is going to be solved I see you blessed in Jesus name alright now we want to move on today and study some steps to acquiring more than you can carry away. Because we know that God wants to give us more than we can carry. And he has given it to us. So now, we need to know how are you listening to me? To be able to enter in to the more than you can carry. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me tonight? Very good. How many want to know how? You see, sometimes people tell you, hold on, move on, press on. But God also wants to tell us how to hold on, how to move ahead. How to get to those great things that he has planned 
for us. Are you listening to me this evening? Okay. So the first step to more than you can carry is believe in the anointing. Believe in the anointing. In fact, we won't even finish the steps because we, we can't finish. There are just a few. But they are very deep and the Lord wants us to understand them. Amen. Amen. Now, when you read Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 20. Now, when we say the anointing, the anointing is that intangible or sometimes tangible substance that is upon a man of God. That makes the man of God do the things he does. Now you must understand that a man of God does not do the things he does because he is clever. Or because he is smart. Or because he has raps. Or because he is intelligent. But a man of God does what he does. Because of the anointing that is on his life. Please get that straight. The Bible says it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Now when we talk about the anointing, we are talking about the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is what is used to anoint you or what you are anointed with. Because in Acts 10 verse 38, Jesus said, or the Bible says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, not with oil. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost. The substance with which Christ was anointed was the Holy Ghost himself. And the Bible says, how God anointed Jesus, God himself anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Healings include casting out of devils. Tonight when we pray for your healing and for miracles, evil spirits are going to go out of your body, are going to go out of your mind, are going to stop harassing you from tonight. Because God's power to heal Cast out devils in Jesus' name. There is no power that can stand before the name of Jesus. So the anointing is what makes a person do what he is doing. If the anointing is not on a person, he is very ordinary. If you take the example of Saul, who was the first king of Israel, the Bible says he was an ordinary man. He was just a bit tall. But he was an ordinary man moving around and his father had sent him to look for a missing donkey. And he was going around and he was called and Samuel called him aside and um, anointed him with oil. And he told him, is it not because the Lord has anointed you? And the Bible tells us that Samuel told him that when the anointing comes upon you, he told him, you will be turned into another man, a different person. You will change. If I was not anointed, 
I would be practicing medicine somewhere, maybe in America, most likely in America. Most likely in America. I would be in a hospital this evening wearing my white coat with my stethoscope examining somebody's chest, palpating somebody's abdomen, encouraging a patient and telling them it's going to be all right. Here is some paracetamol for the night. (laughs) Because it's evening. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, the anointing that comes upon a person changes the person altogether. 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 And that anointing is coming on you tonight. Please, take note of that. Let me tell you, anybody who thinks that a man of God is a man of God because he is good at doing tricks or he is good at doing saying things or he's a fast talker, an orator, you have deceived yourself, you don't understand. But when you read the Bible, you will come to see how God works. Now the anointing makes you behave in a certain way. It makes you say certain things. It makes you do certain things. If you take the example of Elijah, you realize that Elijah performed 16 miracles. Exactly. Elisha asked Elijah for a double portion of the anointing. And Elijah told him, if you see me being taken away, you will receive double portion of the anointing that is on my life. And he saw Elijah being taken away in a chariot. And a double portion of anointing came upon Elisha. When you read the Bible, you will discover that Elisha did exactly 32 miracles. Elijah did 16 times 2, 32. He did exactly twice. Now his miracles were similar because it was the same anointing times 2. Elijah closed the heaven three and a half years. Elisha closed it for seven years. They were both good at closing heavens, making it rain. Elijah ministered to a widow and helped her financially. Elisha also ministered to a mighty prominent woman, the woman of Shunem or the Shunammite woman. He ministered to her, blessed her, helped her to have a child, helped her when the child died, did a miracle. And then later on in the Shunammite woman's life, she traveled, migrated somewhere and came back and some people took her house and Elisha helped this same woman to get her house back. So Elisha was doing similar miracles. Now Jesus, when he came along, he said that John the Baptist was moving in a similar anointing with Elijah. In fact, he said that the spirit of Elijah is upon John the Baptist. In other words, the anointing that was upon Elisha, Elijah was on John the Baptist. And you will notice that both of them also had similar miracles, or not even miracles, but similar lifestyle. Both of them had a dramatic ministry. Both of them confronted kings. Elijah confronted Ahab, a very wicked man. And John the Baptist confronted Herod, also a very wicked man. Uh, John the Baptist's ministry was terminated by a woman, Herod's wife. Elijah's ministry was terminated by Jezebel, the wife of Ahab. Are you listening to me? John the Baptist 
lived in a desert, or Elijah lived in a desert, and John the Baptist also lived in a desert. John the Baptist wore camel's clothing, and Elijah was wearing similar clothes. John the Baptist was eating locusts, Elijah was also eating worms, the ravens were bringing him these things. So you realize that the anointing changed the whole personality, and they became very similar. So I want you to understand today that anointing makes a person do particular things. And when the anointing is on your life, you begin to do things. And you begin to succeed in doing things because, in certain doing certain things, because that particular anointing is on you. Now, what you must understand is that it is not easy to be anointed. That is why there are not many people who are anointed. Many people desire the anointing. But when Elisha asked Elijah for a double portion of the anointing, it made Elijah turn around and look at Elisha and say, hey, you have asked for a hard thing. If you had asked me for my house, or had asked me for my car, or had asked me for my uh, inheritance, or asked me for anything, it would have been different. But you have asked me for anointing, you've asked for a hard thing. So it is not easy to be anointed. That is why you will find many people want to do the work of God and say they want to do the work of God, but not many people or eventually become anointed because one of the reasons is because people are not prepared to pay the price. That is one of the, one of the reasons because God does not pour his precious ointment on people who don't want it. Even you, you don't give something that is precious to you, to anybody. You find somebody who would appreciate it and then you give it to him. But other than that, you better keep your things. Because sometimes you give somebody something, he doesn't appreciate it or she doesn't appreciate it. The person will go and stand somewhere and say all sorts of funny things. This thing that he couldn't use anymore, they've given it to me. This old thing, I can't even wear it. If you can't wear it, why, why do you think I can wear it? Is it not true? Yes. So God does not give his anointing just to anybody. Now, there is a very important secret when it comes to the anointing. And I want everybody to be alert. If your head is like this or hand is like listen very carefully because God is trying to bring a very important truth to your life today. And that is, you must believe in the anointing that is on a person. Which is almost... The same as believing in the person. Because when the anointing is on the person, he is no longer his natural self, but he is turned into another man because of the anointing. So when you believe in the anointing, somehow you are believing in the man. Now, when these people were in trouble and they needed to have more than they could carry, and they even needed to be delivered from the enemies. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Listen to me. Miracles are taking place right now as I'm speaking. Healing miracles. Receive it. Somebody's being healed right now. Wherever you are. In your stomach, God is touching you right now. He's healing you. Receive it in Jesus' name. Now, you will discover, are you listening to me? That when these people needed a miracle, they did so many things happen. So many things in that chapter. But one thing was Jehoshaphat stood up. And I sense by the Spirit of God, though this is not the first 
good thing that they did. That this is what I should talk about and share with you. That Jehoshaphat stood up and said, believe in the Lord your God so that you'll be established. And then also believe his prophets so that you will prosper. They are two different things altogether. Now there are many people who believe in God. They say God is good. God is real. God is alive. God is moving. God is working. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And they believe in all the things that God does. They believe the God of the Bible and so on. But God is telling us something here which can be shown in a pattern throughout the Bible that God not only wants you to believe in himself, but he also wants you to believe in his prophets because the two must go together for you to have a certain type of breakthrough in your life. I'm going to show you. The word that was used, that is translated into the word established. Believing. Why should you believe in God? Let's, 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 why, why, you can't believe in a man of God and not believe in God. It's very dangerous. Because a man of God is still a man. And a man can make a mistake. And a man can go off course. So I was asking the Lord, is it not dangerous to believe in a man? And the Lord told me that it is very dangerous to believe in a man. But when you believe in a man and you also believe in God, you are on very safe ground. Because you cannot believe in God and at the same time believe in a man who does not believe in the things that God has said. As soon as the man is not in line with God, because you believe in God, you will say, no, this is of course, and I cannot follow this thing. How many understand what I'm talking about? So your safety lies in doing the two. There are some Christians who just believe in a man. And they believe the man, they believe the man, they believe the man. But a man is a man. He may be anointed, he may be whatever, but he is a man. Amen. And that, on the other extreme, some people don't believe in a man at all because he's a man. So they also have a problem. You understand what I'm saying? So your safety lies in believing in the two together. Believe in the Lord your God so that you'll be established in life. And the next one is believe in the man of God or the prophet or the pastor. And, and why should you believe in him? Because he may say certain things to you. He may minister to you. He may say whatever to you. Believe it. As well as believing in the general God that you believe in. The two must go hand in hand. The day that the man turns to the right or to the left or of course you don't believe in the man anymore. So once you are believing in God and believing in the man, you are safe. How many can follow that? If you've been to up to class four, you'll be able to understand that. All right, how many have passed class four? All right, most of you have gone beyond class four. Now, the word translated be established. You see, the two have different effects. The word that is translated established is the Hebrew word aman, A-M-A-N. And aman means to build up, it means to support. And what I like 
about the translation, one of the interpretations of that word. It means to foster as a parent does or to nurse somebody. So when you believe in God, he builds you up. That, that is the effect it has. It helps to build you up. It helps to support your Christian life on a solid foundation. And it helps, are you listening to me? To foster you, to nurse you carefully. Only a mother or a father can carefully bring you up. Now, he went on. And you see, it's a little blind because when you see the word prosper, it doesn't matter. When you believe in prophets or men of God, prosperity or riches come your way. But that is not what is in the Hebrew at all. The word in the Hebrew is the word talak. T-S-A-L-A-C-H. And if you are not interested in what I'm saying, you are not ready for a breakthrough. T-S-A-L-A-C-H. Talak. Now, it means four important things. Number one, it means to push forward. So after God has nurtured you like a nurse, looks after you and brings you out of the hospital or a father nurses you and brings you up, the push forward comes by believing in the man of God. Are you listening to me today? Number two, it means to break out. Talak means to break out. It doesn't mean necessarily financial prosperity, but it's giving you an explanation of exactly what God is going to do for you when you combine your believing with God with believing in the man of God or believing in the anointing that is on the man of God. It means to break out. Some of you, your businesses need to break out seriously. The next one, it means to come mightily. You see, pastors, you must know something that you are in the ministry and maybe God has nurtured you but for you to come mightily forward in the ministry, you need to be add one thing to your general believing in God and the Bible and all those things, to believing in the prophets that God has given to you. Are you listening to me? And the next one, it means to go over. There are various boundaries that have been set by the devil and by human beings. There are many people who would rule you out and say you will not amount to much in life or in the ministry. But God is going to take you over when you believe in the man of God. Amen. Now, listen carefully to what I'm saying. Because this is the key to many breakthroughs in your life. You see, there is a reason why there is Almost no pastor or no man of God about whom there's not a bad story. In fact, I don't know anybody. I don't know any pastor about whom there's no bad story, including myself. Amen. There is a reason for that. There is a reason for that. Almost every single man of God. Oh, I've left something at home. I've, I was bringing you something to show you. There is a reason 
why every single man of God has a long list of people's bad thoughts, stories about them. Some of them are very funny. Some of them look as if they are true. Some of them look as if they are partially true. Some of them you don't know whether they are true or not. But there is a reason. Because if the devil can make you not have confidence in a man of God that God is sending to your life, you are cut off from the talak. You only have the aman. That is, you only be nursed up and you only be fostered and you only be built up gradually. But you will never break out properly. You will never push forward. You will never go over the barriers that human beings set for you in life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is why there is a calculated attempt to discredit every single pastor. I was talking to a pastor um, some years ago and he was telling me how a journalist from West Africa magazine came to see him. He said this journalist was his friend in school and he came to interview him and to talk about him. I mean to talk to him. And he thought this was his friend from school. So he began to talk with the man. He was very surprised when he saw the article that this man had written about him in the magazine. Saying all kinds of things. That's one of the reasons why I don't talk to journalists. People ask me interviews. I don't do interviews. All I have to say is what I'm saying in the church. Come and take notes and go. If you don't like, I can't talk to you again. Amen. He was very surprised. I myself, I was very surprised when I heard certain stories about myself. I was very surprised. I said, me. And God said, you. Yes, you. There is no man of God. Look. Whom the devil will try to paint different colors about. Even if he doesn't paint different colors to you, he may try to show you certain aspects or magnify certain things about the person to you so that he could discredit you. Listen to me. As I'm standing here, there are thousands of us here listening to me preaching. It's not because I'm clever. Neither is it because of any other physical, but because of the anointing. And so many other things which I can't go into, but I want you to know that there is an anointing at work. I grew up in my Christian life under scripture union. I learned how to do Bible study, quiet time. I read my Bible every day. I had my quiet time with a daily bread. That was my Christian life. I didn't go to discos, parties, dance. I didn't know how to dance. I didn't know all those smoking, drinking, fornication, everything. I didn't know all about all those things. My life was SU from when I got to know Christ. That was it. I was, all the, I was just on that road. And the Lord nurtured me and nurtured me. And I've always loved the Lord. And I've always loved the Lord. And I've always worked with the Lord throughout. But then, it got to a point one day where the Lord brought certain men of God into my life so that those men of God would become a blessing to me because he had nurtured me 
in scripture union and in all the good fellowships that I, was, I belonged to, that time there were, not, there were no real churches. I mean, there were churches, but they were not the type, charismatic type of churches. So I was more with the SU. I rarely went to church. Church was too boring. But then certain men of God were brought into my life. And I want you to understand today that God brings a man of God to everyone's life. One of the men of God whom the Lord brought to me was a man called Kenneth Hagin. When I said I've left something, as I love Kenneth Hagin so much that I remember one day I was listening to a tape. I was in Malaysia. I have a small system. I call it a atmosphere creator. I take with me everywhere so that I have a good atmosphere. I don't like most of the things they have there. So I just played. And one day my wife said to me something. She said something to me. She said, hey, you and this man. Because I was just listening. Even when he speaks in tongues, I like it. When he's prophesying, I like it. Anything he's doing, I like it. I admire him 100%. But this man is not without critics. One day I went to visit a pastor. And he told me so many bad things about Kenneth Hagin. When he finished, he gave me a book. That's the book I was bringing to show you. The book is only about Kenneth Hagin. Written about him, how he's a bad person in certain things that he has done. A whole book. The book is, the book is called A Different Gospel. <laughs> Written by a Christian. And you should see that. But when I read the book, that was when I even saw something great about Papa Hagen in the book. <laughs> now, I'll tell you something. You, you see, people, that, as I'm, I'm trying to make a point to you that there is no man of God about whom even they have published books. Books. Not a small book. It's not a pamphlet. It's not like these uh, books that we have uh, bearing fruit and uh, all about. It's a fat book. Somebody had the time to write that book and the money to print it in America. But you see, it is because the devil will prevent you from breaking out in ministry. But I'll tell you something. God was being gracious to me so that I could open my mouth and receive from the men of God that he was sending into my life. And because my heart was just, you see, when you are interested in something, your mouth is open. But when you are, you've heard some stories and you are, hmm, then your, your mouth will be, hmm. But when you are, and so your mouth is closed, and not only is it closed, it is, it's tight. But when you are, you are full of faith and belief, your, your jaw drops. Uh, uh, and then the anointing is coming. Uh, <laughs> and the blessing is coming into your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So you must understand today, that is why, so you may, that, that is why I, oh, I encourage people, do not talk about pastors. Do not. You are joining the devil's um, plan 
to discredit every man of God to the point where people don't know what is genuine and what is not genuine. I know a lot of people think we are not genuine. I know it. And a lot of people too think we are genuine. So you realize the devil is confusing people. There are people in the church who even work in the office who some time ago heard bad things about me before even they came to, to, see, to see me. Before even they are now working in, in the office and playing the oh, piano in church. <laughs> Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So I, I, want you to, I, I want you to understand that there is a certain level you can be there. And then God just moves you out. He said to push forward. How many want that push to happen to you today? Yeah. <laughs> to break out, to come mightily, to come. You see, many of you are coming. Gently, you are being nursed, you are like a plant, but to come mightily, it must happen. And it will come, you see, through a man of God, through a human being. Now somebody said, ah, I am too man. What is this? He's a man. I mean, what he talking? I know, I know why he's saying what he's saying. The reason why Jesus preached the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he wanted people to know that he was anointed to do certain things. So that they would believe in the anointing. And Jesus, many of you think his side name was Christ. That means his father was Joseph Christ and his mother was Mary Christ. Jesus' name was, Jesus' surname was not Christ. Joseph's name was not Christ. Christ means anointed one. He, people realized the guy was heavily anointed. After a while, they decided to call him Jesus the Anointed. People will call you anointed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And he wanted people to know that he had an anointing upon his life. He wasn't boasting. He wasn't bragging. He said the spirit of the Lord is upon him. He said this scripture is fulfilled right now in his year. And people look at him and then the Bible said they were offended. Some others were angry. They said, why? Why? You are a carpenter. How do you say you are anointed now? I mean, why? Why? And so he moved from there to another place where people believed when he told them that he was anointed. That's why I told you that when I lay hands on you, fire will come into you. Power will come into you. Healing will come into you. Believe it. I know you believe in the word of God. I know you believe in nice things. But you see, God wants to give you a breakout mightily. He wants to give you a coming forward. He wants to push you. Oh, some of you need that push badly in this life. And in the ministry. I've been preaching. If it's scripture union, you should have seen me preaching in scripture union. Recently, I went with Pastor Eddie to the place where I began preaching. I look at the assembly hall there and I remembered when I used to preach there in the library and in the assembly hall. Preaching. I've been preaching for a long time. 1978, 79, 1980, 81, 82. I've been preaching all through university, preaching to small groups. I've been teaching and preaching. But 
God sent me a man of God. You see, that's what I'm trying to point out. That's what I believe in God. Everybody believes. When even unbelievers believe in God. Even unbelievers believe. But when God sends you a man, everybody is given a man. Write it down. Everybody is given a man. God gives everybody. The man for that carry more than you can carry was a man called Jehaziel. That was the man who had been given to the people. God gives everybody a man. Hallelujah. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And you see, Pastor Eddie is saying something here. I think I should, I should re-echo what he's saying. It's, you see, when Jehaziel stood up and said that, no, you won't have to fight. Stand still. You will see the glory of the Lord. This one, life and death. Oh. <laughs> you are telling people, and now the man is sending the choristers first because of what the pastor has said. If the thing doesn't work, no. It will be some way. The slaughter will be too much because the choristers will be holding, wearing choir robes, holding harps, guitars, drums, and so on, instead of holding swords. Foolishness. But God gives people. You see, and from that time, when Jehoshaphat had that victory, the Bible says Jehoshaphat was established in the land. He was a new king. He needed to have peace and stability for his reign. That established him. That was it. God gave Jehoshaphat a man. And he believed in God. And he also believed that Jehaziel, bra- brother Jehaziel. And you see, Jehaziel, he was not a known pastor. That is why when you read, you see, they gave his background. If you look at um, verse 14, he was not known. So they said, the whole of verse 14 is about his background. Second Chronicles 20 verse 14. Jehaziel, the son of Zachariah, the son of Beniah, the son of Jehiel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph. Oh, one man. <laughs> one man that they are introducing what he said, you know. So many introductions, this, he was a member of this, he said that, he said, because the guy is not accepted. He was not known. God gives everybody a man. God gives everybody a man. God gives, a, God gives everybody God and he gives you a man of God. I'm saying something very important too. <laughs> and when you can accept fully the man and all that comes with the man for your life, then talak. <laughs> Then you shall come mightily. Then you shall push forward. Then you shall break out. Many years ago, I was preaching. I've been preaching, 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 nursing. I believe in God. But I began to believe in a man of God. Not that I didn't even know that I believed. I just loved him. One of the things about believing in a man of God is you begin to admire him. And I just enjoyed Papagin. I, I, I just like to hear him talking. I could play his tape. You will not know what I'm listening to. People, I give the tape to people, they don't, they don't even understand it. But for me, when I listen to it, I'm just blessed. And one day I was listening. I went, I keep telling this story, and I would say it 100 times. I've even written a book about it. I went to Suhum Hospital, 1988, 11 years ago. And there I was in the Suhum, in the little medical student's room. My friend Stanley was in the next room. 
and I finished all my medical work. And I, I had bought this bread from inside one of the big ones. And I was drinking coffee. And when I, if I would break my fast only with the bread. So the, the room was smelling of coffee. The bread was there. And on my way, I had borrowed my beloved sound system. It was a Sony auto reverse red tape recorder. Small one like that. She gave it to me to take. So I took it. And I, on the way, I passed through airport. There was a Christian shop there. And I just said, any tape at all? Do you have any tape by Kenneth Hagen? So they, they showed me. I said, I want this, this, and this. I bought it and I carried it myself. And I just put it on. And I was playing, 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 playing. I wasn't listening to the, I mean, I wasn't, listen, I'm coming to learn these points. Some people are just learning points now. I'm just, they were not listening. I'm coming to chew these points to go and preach anywhere. No. I just loved it. My spirit was, ah, like that. One of the nights, I was praying. I was kneeling on the floor. And my arms were on the bed. And the tape was going. Because it was played all night. Sometimes, even now, I play tape all night. Sometimes I play video and tape all night. All of them should come. I want something. <laughs> you wait. <laughs> and I was, I was playing the tape and I was praying. At about 3 a.m. in the night, something happened. 2, 3 a.m. in the night. As I knelt down there, Papa again was preaching in the corner over there. Tape was going like that, coming, going like that. Suddenly, something jumped out of the tape and came from the tape into me here, this part of me. And then I heard a voice saying, from now, you can teach. This was in 1988. Now, now, something happened to me. And from that time, although I was already a pastor, God blessed me through a man of God. And from that time, I became anointed to teach and to preach the word of God. And that's why we are here tonight. And that's why we have almost a hundred churches all over the world. The real world, not just in one or two places. Amen. And that's why people are reading the books that I've written. And that's why thousands of books have been printed and are in demand. Because it's an anointing. It's the same thing that Papa Hagen does. He preaches and he teaches. And at that moment, I just came forward. I was an ordinary Bible study leader, sharing always. But a push forward came in ministry. The coming mightily. And I'm here mightily. Oh, I'm in Accra, mightily. Whether you like it or not, I'm here. People, people who would not want to accept me in the past, they accept me now. They want, recently, I was talking to one pastor, and he was telling me, your, your success was, uh, was being very quick, and so on. I, I told him, listen, in your heydays, because he used to be very famous, I said, in your heydays, you were fighting all of us, criticizing, hating, you've forgotten. In all those days, we were suffering under your hands. 
when you were persecuting us and when you were criticizing us when I was a medical student trying to survive and to start a church perhaps you forgot about all those years for all these years I've been hiding in my corner trying to do my best for the Lord but I want you to know that the anointing is a very real thing when you be, and I'll tell you something that it is the anointing that makes us do what we do you see pastors shepherds leader anybody here anybody listening to me you want to do something for God look for the anointing look for the anointing because without the anointing you, you, you can't move forward then there was a point at which the Lord told me something something very painful happened to me one of my pastors you know with whom I, I used to eat and drink ten round started to redescribe everything say bad things and um, I don't want to go into so many details but something was it was very painful for me then I remember at a point some people had organized something they were buying something for me and the Lord told me that that thing I should never accept it although the people had gathered a lot of money and they were coming to buy it for me the Lord told me that don't accept it he, he told me that I'll give you something that is more than these all these things <laughs> more than you can carry it <laughs> oh I remember clearly when the Lord told me that he told me that I'll give you something more than more than more than that that we can't buy with money I will never forget that day and then as we went along the Lord at a point I remember you've been some of you have been in the church for a long time the Lord told me one day I was praying and the Lord spoke to me and told me I've given you a healing anointing to heal the sick Though some of you have been in the church for a long time you've been here we don't have miracles here we preach the word of God, very powerful, preaching, good teaching. <laughs> Is it not true? <laughs> and I remember that day when I was lying down there, the Lord told me that he was going to do miracles and he was going to do, and he told me exactly what to do. So I remember when I came to church the first time, it was a Tuesday evening, and I said that this thing, I'm going to do it. Very, very difficult to pray for people and say that you are healed, you are healed, come. What about if nobody comes? What about if nobody is healed? <laughs> I remember one day we were doing a miracle service. I think Pastor Big Daddy, where is he? came to see me after the service and was saying that we should have more of these miracle services, but it's very stressful. Very, very stressful. You can see that the whole thing is very stressful. I said, yeah, it's very stressful. Because you see, preaching is one thing. And then ministering under the power of the Holy Spirit is another thing altogether. <laughs> but I remember when the Lord told me that. Are you listening to me? And so since that time, I myself had to believe it. And I myself had to believe it. And I, I can tell you some more about that, but perhaps at a later time. But you see, the point that I want you to see is that 
when you cannot believe in a man and even concerning that the Lord specifically told me you see this man follow him oh yeah just follow him I said amen uh, that particular man the Lord was teaching me I didn't understand when he preached I don't understand it when he preached I don't understand what he said I can listen to it people have listened and I've been preaching same, but when I listen I don't understand what he's saying <laughs> and the Lord told me and I remember listening to that man of God and listening until one day I was praying and then as I was praying I for the first time understood what he was saying and then I just turned my head I said ah I, I see what he's saying. I've been hearing it for about four years. <laughs> and I couldn't understand what the man was saying. But then suddenly I began to understand. Suddenly I began to admire this man who the Lord told me to follow. Because I told the Lord I want, because now I know what I'm doing. At the, at the beginning I didn't know what I was doing, but now I know what I'm doing. I know what I want. And I'm getting it. And that's why I believe that we are even here today. Oh yes, oh yes. Oh yes, it's real. Hallelujah. And that's why I'm telling you tonight that God has given you a man of God. Whoever you are, I mean, it may be whoever, it may be me, it may be somebody else, I don't know. But God gives you a man. <laughs> and when he gives you the man, believe in God and believe in the man. Believe in the two always. Never take the man and leave God. And never take God and leave the man. The two go together. The anointing that is upon that man for your life, everything will happen. Sometimes you ask yourself, why sometimes one particular person seems to be blessed always? When I was reading the story of Elisha with the Shunammite woman, this woman, she had a miracle of uh, her child. Her, she couldn't have a child. God gave her a child. After that, her child died. She had a miracle of raised from the dead. After that, Elisha came to her and told her there's going to be a drought for seven years. Travel another miracle then she came back when she came back after seven years people had taken over her houses and her land that one to Elisha did a miracle and she got the house one person and Jesus said it there were many widows many people who had needs but only one person had there were many people who were sick but one person had because not everybody believes in the anointing and that is why the anointing of my life is a blessing for many of you who can believe what we are talking about. That's why God will heal you through my life. Let me tell you something. One of the most amazing miracles that we've seen, I saw it I saw in South Africa. And you know, the last time I was in South Africa, I mean, I was, as I was standing on the stage and crutches were being waved here, uh, people were standing here without tubes, holding babies, and uh, people were with different kinds of diseases, paralyzed, various things. I was looking and I said, hey, is it me? That I'm standing here and all these things are happening all around me. I mean, I mean, real miracles as doctors, we know that this thing, there are many miracles and I believe they are all miracles. But there are some miracles that even doctors will look at and say, Charlie, this one. It's a, like the young lady who, who, had a, who could see um, yesterday, for those of you who were around. I mean, if, if somebody says that when they, they are writing on the blackboard, I have to go and ask them what they are writing, I cannot see. That means what's the biggest classroom from here to here? But yesterday she was seen. You see, and many people think that the miracle is going to come in some. It is, you see, ordinary as if it's nothing, but it's happening. But that's it. This is that. This is that. This is that. And I see God anointing many of you here today. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, if you are here today and you believe God for the ministry to do his work and you are in this church, I'm telling you that God has given to me, me to you as your servant. If you can believe it. Some cannot. Some people, when I preach, they analyze. They count whatever. They ask, he preached this one in 1993 when we first came here. This one was what he said at this. This is his story about this. We know this, we know this, we know this, we know. So they are being cut off. Because as soon as the first criticism enters your mind. Recently I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I was uh, looking at Papa Hagen and his son. His son. His son, 60 years old. He is 83. His son is 60. <laughs> And his son has got a big church. Big church. It's only the father who is anointed. The son too is anointed. After the father finished preaching, the son came to stand there. And he was preaching on the Friday. And you know what the son said? The son, he said that some of you, when I'm preaching, instead of writing notes, you are writing down things to do. You understand? Say things to do, things that you are remembering. You are reminding yourself that tomorrow I have to do this. 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 And he was saying that he, he, Kenneth Hagin Jr. He said he is listening to what his father is saying. He's being blessed. And he asked a question. He said, "How many times do you think I have heard these stories?" Because Papa Hagin has a lot of stories. 1950, this 1937, 19, always. <laughs> So he asked the question, how many times do you think I have heard these stories? And he's being blessed. And some people come and it's like, ah, this is the story about this. Okay, I know where it's going. <laughs> be blessed tonight in Jesus' name. I said, be blessed tonight in Jesus' name. You know something? I looked at Papa. I bought a tape. I think I gave it to Reverend Saki. One day I'll, I'll play it at the shepherd's camp. I'll play it for you at the shepherd's camp. When you look at the tape, about 25 years ago, they were preaching. Papa Higgins was just preaching, teaching. He was preaching about El Shaddai. I was looking at the people on stage. Some of the people on stage were chatting with their, I don't know, girlfriend or wife. Others were yawning. Uh, No, I'm telling you something, oh. I want you to see, 25 years ago, the man was about 30 years old. And he was nothing in the ministry. But as his father was preaching, he was sitting there. <laughs> and he was, I, I didn't know who that man was. He was just being blessed. At the point, he stood up. And he was, the son, he was being blessed more than every, he was laughing, receiving the word more than all the people. His spirit was open to his father's preaching. That is why today he is one of the pastors of the largest churches in America. He could have ended up as nothing. There are many preachers' children who end up as nothing. Please. There is an anointing 
Why did some people walk with Jesus and go to hell? Think about it. Think about it. Some people could be as close as walking with Jesus and yet go to hell. You know, you know, Jesus was sent to us as a man born in a manger, ordinary person, carpenter. They even give him a job, you know, something a bit higher. No. Born, not at Kolebu, not even, a, not even at a rich hospital. Kolebu, uh, stables. And so people couldn't receive. But those, as many as received. 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 Listen to me upstairs. As many as received. To them. To them. Not to everybody. To them. You see, he came to everybody. But not everybody received. But as many as received. To them. He gave power. He gave power. He's giving you power tonight. He's giving you power in your life tonight. He's giving you power in your life tonight. As many as received, he gave power. He gave power. 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 And tonight, I want you to know that God has power. Pastors, God wants you to break out. To come mightily. To push forward. Enter the arena. And people will begin to salute you when they see you. They say, yes, welcome, sir. Welcome. The Bible says when Saul was anointed, when he got to a place, people began to salute him. Some of you, nobody has saluted you since you were born. I predict and prophesy that people shall begin to salute you because of the anointing upon your life. There is a man for everybody. There is a man for everybody. There is God. Then he sends a man. There was God and he sent Jesus. And those who could receive, received. Today, God is sending pastors. Men of God. That's why I said there is a campaign to discredit all of us. Every single one of us without exception. I wish I had brought you my book to show you. Kenneth Hagin. Everything against him. A book. Tonight, there are some people here. God told me certain things for you. If you believe what I'm saying, I will grow up with you and you will see what I'm saying come to pass in your life. <laughs> Are you with me? You will grow up to see it come to pass. How many are ready to flow with whatever God has? I believe it. You will grow up to see it. You will live 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 and you see and you remember. Yes, this is the Lord's doing. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands and thank him right now. Thank him. 
That's why Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He wanted the people to know that it wasn't that he was just coming, but there was an anointing. Believe in the anointing. Believe in God. Believe also in me. That is what Jesus said. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Believe in God. Believe in God. Open your Bible to John chapter 14. Something is happening. Something is happening here. John chapter 14 verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Mm. 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 Believe also in me. You see, Jesus was a man. He put aside his divinity took on the form of a man and he stood there and said, believe in God, believe also in me. Today, I want you to believe in the miracle anointing. I want you to believe in the breakthrough anointing. I want you to believe in the healing anointing. I want you to believe in God, I want you to also believe in me. I want you to believe that there is an anointing. You see, when you believe in the man of God, you are believing in the anointing on his life. If it was just to believe in a man, then there are hundreds of people you can believe in your neighbor. But it's because of the anointing that you are supposed to believe. Lift your hand and thank him for the anointing coming on your life right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 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 Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Sabaramada, 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 Sabaramada. Sambereditu Brukupre. Paralebristo, Paralanda, Sebreshiste. Shewalegre, 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 Shewalegre. A pushing forward. A pushing forward. A pushing forward. A pushing forward in ministry, a breaking out, a breaking out in your business, in your life. A brusi calubri sabridi larumbin dalbejigele, pondili marimbe lendira manase. Oh, lure, pruse, triste, kriga, licra, bando, libera, diste. Oh, yes, oh, yes. But there shall come a breaking forth, a breaking out of many vessels, many vessels, many vessels, many vessels, many vessels, many vessels, many vessels. There shall come a breaking out, a breaking out, a pushing forward. You shall come out of your hiding place. You shall come out of your hiding place as you expose yourself and receive runes and Oh ho 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 
Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, everyone, please. Like the woman at the world, I was seeking for things that could not satisfy, for things that could not satisfy. Then I heard my Savior speaking. Then I heard my Savior speaking. Draw from, draw from that well. That never shall run dry Like the woman, like the woman Of the world I was seeking Come on, let's worship him tonight For things that could not satisfy But then I heard my Savior speaking But then I heard my Savior speaking There's a healing anointing in the house right now. If you're not well in any part of your body, just place your hand that the Spirit of the Lord is here. Place your hand wherever the sickness is, in any part of your body. Just place your hand there. He's the Lord that healed you. He's the Lord that healed you. He's the Lord that anointed your head with oil. He's the Lord that sets you free from evil spirits. I see evil spirits flee tonight in the name of Jesus. I see the power of God breaking the yoke. I see the power of God breaking every yoke. Oh, you are the Lord.
Father, in the name of Jesus, wherever the sickness is, wherever the problem is, any disease you have, any problem you have, any miracle that you need, place your hand there. It's going to disappear right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Lord, break the yoke. Break the yoke right now. Break the yoke. Let eyes open in Jesus' name. Let the ears open in the name of Jesus. Let every disease of the stomach be cured right now in the name of Jesus. Let every mental disease, confusion, madness, depression, in Jesus' name we cast it out. We command headaches, back pains, disease of the stomach, hypertension, asthma, sickle cell disease. We cast every one of them in the name of Jesus. We command healing, healing. Every pain in your joints, every joint pain, joint pain, joint pain. Begin to move your joints and begin to see God touches you right now, heals you right now. Every pain in your body is beginning to disappear. Receive it wherever you are. Receive a miracle wherever you are, in your spirit, in your heart. Those of you that are believing God for a child, place your hand on your womb. God is giving you a child in your hand right now. There is a miracle anointing right now for you, for you, especially for you. Receive it wherever you are in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Maybe I didn't mention it because I may not mention your disease. I may not mention that problem. But God is healing you. God is touching you. God is destroying the yoke. God is breaking every, every yoke and every problem. He's causing you to break forth. Evil spirits are coming out of you right now. Evil spirits are coming out. Evil powers are coming out. Spirit of divorce is coming out of your life. Spirit of hatred is coming out. Spirit of quarreling is coming out. Spirit of anger is coming out. Spirit of jealousy is coming out. Rival Sakala. Spirit of adultery. Lying. All these powers of the devil are being broken. Drug addiction. In Jesus' name. Immorality. Receive your healing. God is setting you free from drinking alcohol, from smoking. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing right now. God is anointing you. He's anointing you and healing you tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Just lift your hand and thank him right now, wherever you are. My dear, whoever you are, your knee, just begin to move your knee, you'll discover that it's gone. Somebody with a lump in the breast, God is curing you right now. And somebody with fibroids, God is healing you right now. The power of God is moving into your body. Believe in the anointing today. It's real, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real. It's real. Hallelujah. Begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Thank him right now. God is doing wonderful things in our midst. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love 
and of a sound mind.